0: This program is brought to you by PersonalLifeMedia.com. You're listening to Living Green. I'm your host, Meredith Medland. Today we're with Heather Tiddens. She's a yoga teacher in Santa Barbara, California. So here we are, Heather, recording a show for all the people out there listening. I'm so glad that we're getting a chance to talk. I, I give everybody a sense here. So... We're sitting outside your home, which is where you meet with a, a lot of students, and you also um, have a number of activities happening here. So let's talk about that first. Give us a sense of the surroundings.
1: Well, we're sitting in our backyard, which um, is green, and we have chipmunks and birds and raccoons and coyotes occasionally. And uh, I have a yoga studio in my home and also a ceremony space here where we do sweat ceremonies. And I'm teaching workshops and privates and small groups. Here at the house, as well as doing ceremonies and offering up this space as a place of uh, of healing and just a place of refuge for people, including my husband and I, art. Mm -hmm.
0: What do you think most needs to be healed right now? You say healing and refuge.
1: Mm, I think the pace of our life, uh, of our daily life, especially with the contraction that a lot of us are experiencing around the economic situation. Currently, I think that, that having a place of refuge, a place to open up and and connect with ourselves, is is um, really important, especially during times that are really challenging or or tend to be more contracted. Mm-hmm.
0: As you're listening, you can go to heathertidensyoga.com. You can also go to livinggreenshow.com if you get here through iTunes. Go to the right-hand rail, and we'll have links to various items on Heather's website, which we'll be walking you through in this interview. So if you pull that up right now, um, what I'd love to do is um, share with the audience my one of my first exciting experiences with you, Heather, which was watching uh, your one of your personal yoga videos, which is on your site. And um, if you're on the web, you want to check that out, so heathertonsyoga.com. And this video is totally incredible. I mean, you're going through level three postures. I mean, one, if you could tell us about it, and I'll, I'll you know, sit here glowing over it, if you could explain it.
1: <laughs> well, first of all, I want to give a shout out to Peck Ewer, who did some tremendous editing. It's all in the editing. <laughs> it's all in the editing. Um, so basically what I was wanting to, to do in that video or during that shoot was just to go through some of the things that I do in my practice and some of the things that I find fun and interesting and and just put them together in a way that that kind of flowed in a, in a sequence that Felt good. Mm -hmm.
0: So my experience was, I'm looking at a gymnast. This is, I mean, this is just what I felt. Um, wow, here's a gymnast with your the strength of your muscles and all. I mean, all the different muscles popping out of your your body, looking which I love, looking beautiful and strong, but with this soft flow just going so softly around it, and a a precision of detail to the actual asana that I hadn't really seen before except in uh, men's yoga videos so even though there was flexibility, there was this real strength that I imagine that uh, as I was watching the video, I was like, oh, yeah, her, her arms are probably really strong because you used to be a professional surfer. And so can you share a little bit about um, the context of your creation of your body and how where your strength is coming from and how you've built that over time?
1: Sure, sure. Well, it was funny that you mentioned surfing because I, I was strong from surfing, but not in a, a strong yoga way. I remember taking some classes and, you know, I could very easily or very quickly learn how to get up into handstand, but it was all based on my muscle strength and, like, the strength of tightening things. And one of the things that yoga is so profoundly helpful with is creating strength from the inside through your breath and through your energy and not necessarily through the contraction of muscles although your muscles are part of all that but learning how to work with your breath through the postures and move your energy through the postures in a way that supports what you're doing rather than works in in opposition to you know all the contraction and the strength work. So this has been a, a theme or a, a, a place that I've been really curious about in my own practice in life of how to bring together into balance these yin and yang energies of of passiveness, surrender, letting go, acceptance, compassion, ease, and strength, and standing strong in yourself, um, creative life force, that expression of your creativity through action and, and strength. Um, how to bring those into balance in a way that um, comes from within.
0: One of the things we talked about before the interview, and I, I'm paraphrasing what you said, is uh, this feeling of that you're sitting and available, and you're not necessarily marketing or pushing. It's you're here if people want to have what you have, or be witness to it, or participate in. And I know you do an annual retreat in Montana, Yoga and Ceremony. And it's unique to have the word ceremony attached to yoga. And I'd love it if you'd talk a little bit more about what you're offering and what people can expect on a journey with you.
1: Sure. Well, this is an annual retreat that Sherry Clampett and I have taught uh, for, gosh, going on five or six years now. And what I find so... Relevant in bringing these two um, i would just say loosely modalities, but yoga um, all these all different kinds of yoga we'll be doing yin yoga we'll be doing therapeutic yoga, which is um, sherry 's work in the world, and then a stronger uh, yang asana practice, which um, is dear to my heart, but then we're also bringing in the elements of ceremony and personal processing work, some of it from you know therapy types of modalities, but also bringing in the, um, the ceremonial aspects of sweat ceremony, vision quest time out on the land, council circle. Um, the things that I think we've lost as communities um, as we've gotten more digital and more, in a way, bonded to our computers and our phones and our um, devices, that to actually be in this beautiful place on 8,000 acres singing and dancing and sweating and crying and laughing together uh, for a whole week and really delving deep into where are the places that individually that we need to look at and maybe heal or, you know, move forward in in a better way. Or as a community, and as a community, how do we relate to each other when we're in circle, when we're in ceremony? What happens? You know, what comes up when we're face-to-face with each other going through a whole week together? And it's fascinating, and it's great work. I bet it
0: is indeed. Thanks for giving us that that full picture. We're going to take a break to thank our sponsors, and when we come back to the break, what I'd love to talk to you about is the elements of ceremony and what that means, and, and for people who aren't familiar with it what you're bringing to them so it's heather Tiddens. you can go to heathertidensyoga.com i'm your host meredith medland and you can find more about these shows at livinggreenshow.com and of course if you're using facebook you can find me there and that's meredith medland here's a word from our sponsors hey this is sean daly host of green talk radio Green Talk helps you navigate the maze of green and eco products on the market today and make smarter lifestyle choices at home and at work through informative and entertaining interviews with industry authors and experts, as well as executives from innovative companies around the world. Find Green Talk Radio on iTunes or at personallifemedia.com. Green Talk Radio, environmental stewardship through smart consumption. Green Talk Radio. You're listening to Living Green, and I'm right here with Heather Tiddens. We're glad to have you back. Heather, deconstruct ceremony for us.
1: Mm, that's a, a, a contradiction in terms. <laughs>
0: Precisely why I ask. <laughs> <laughs> um, there's,
1: there, there's, there's no deconstruction about it. Well, actually, let me put it this way. there. Uh, let's put this in within the context of, saying going out on a vision quest time, which basically means you're intentionally going out to spend time by yourself and to either make your prayers or contemplate a certain aspect of your life and to really open up to everything that's available both inward and externally um, all the wisdom that's available every day Mm -hmm. and to connect with that and to be able to walk forward then uh, with that available to you Mm -hmm. Um, So that means the wisdom of your body, the wisdom of, um, you know, the knowledge that you've accumulated over your lifetime, that means opening up to um, whatever animals or birds or plants um, that are around you and just tuning in in a way that's different than our daily rhythm, Mm -hmm. Uh, different than our daily rhythm, which I think tunes are not only our bodies but our whole system in a different way than being in a very um, fast-paced or very electronically oriented sort of disconnected where the only time we're connecting with each other or ourselves is on the computer or over the phone or you know to have that space to be with ourselves in silence or with our prayers in a listening, opening, available Mm -hmm. kind of, of state of being.
0: I've been reading this new book that's out. It's called Ecotherapy, Healing with Nature in Mind, and it's edited by Linda Buzzle. and actually she's going to be on the show in a few episodes. And um, it's all different articles, two or three pages. And one of the articles talks about a therapist who uses uh, just bringing people into nature. And then they come back into the circle, state what they saw without any uh, emotion. uh, Well, there's emotion attached to it, but storyline, personal storyline, and how much they learn just from being with nature and calling it nature without the the personal stories. Mm -hmm. It sounds like that's a little bit of um, what you're doing. Can you, can you share about what's happening here as far as your sweat lodges and some of the yoga retreats that you're offering right
1: here in Carpinteria? Mm-hmm. Sure. Well, we offer... Semi-monthly sweat ceremonies here for small groups and you can email me through my website if you're interested in, in Talking to me more about the you know what that entails but basically we have a ceremony space here that we've dedicated to sweat ceremony and also here in um, in Carpentry I'm teaching private classes and semi-private workshops So those will be, those are always on my website under the schedule. Um, Those are semi-private workshops, yin and yang workshops, yin and meditation workshops. Um, Basically, I tend to take eight or nine people in those, and we go through either one day or several days in a row working into a theme that that either interests people, I'll take their requests, or it's something that I find interesting that I want to offer
0: awesome in the beginning of our interview you referenced your relationship with your husband art and there was this kind of bringing in of here we are in your home that's also your workspace what defines you both as a as a couple and as you as an individual artist body artist of sorts
1: what defines us as a couple love and respect i think and i feel in my heart that that that's the foundation of our relationship. We both truly respect each other and love each other. And from my experience and my perspective, this is a man that that walks side by walk side by side with through life. Um, and in that same way, we're both very individual. He he works in more of a financial area of of business and here I am teaching yoga and ceremony and so we also balance each other uh, in a a very um, powerful way Um, he has perspectives on things that I would never think of and likewise and so we bring both bring that to our relationship and yeah it's frustrating sometimes (laughs) and yeah we get into our arguments or just disconnects around things like oh I can't believe you think that way (laughs) but the love and respect is the the grounding of our relationship and I think that that's um, where we always come back to Mm -hmm. and we have over the years opened our home more and more to both ourselves and remodeling and and changing it I grew up in this this home I've lived here since I was two so Art and I purchased it uh, about 15 years ago and our path has been to transform this space and to have it be a, a place of, of refuge and healing for not only ourselves but all that, all who come here wow i'm sitting here with
0: my mouth wide open i i really i really understand that 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 you have lived here because this the uh, the experience i had when i first came in was like that you'd been here for centuries it felt like it's a Exactly. When you think about this need for healing and refuge, what most needs to be healed in your life?
1: Hmm. Personally, in my life, my kind of leading edge on healing right now has to do with my mind. And I would say the way that I respond to things, the thoughts that I use to respond to things, um, both in myself and with others, I'd like to find a way to have more compassion. In my mind. I feel it in my heart, certainly, and, and definitely, you know, in my body. Uh, but. For me personally, I think there's a there's still a, a bit of a hard edge in my mind, and the meditation practices and the, the loving-kindness meditation practices have been tremendously helpful in being able to see that about myself. And to, um, to really relax judgment without doing away with discernment, because mm-hmm. um, I think there is a place for judgment um, in this world, and discernment. Um, but not at the expense of the compassion. Mm.
0: Thanks for answering that. I appreciate it.
1: Um,
0: When you look ahead five years from now and you visualize the space, you visualize your web presence, maybe online classes, uh, what do you see for yourself and for the people who are uh, experiencing what you're bringing to a circle or to the ceremony?
1: The picture that came up when you asked that question is just uh, more abundance. You know, here at the home, I'd love to have some food grown. We're going to be planting some more citrus and fruit trees, but also having a garden. So there's an abundance of nourish- nourishment and nutrients on a, on a physical level in that way. And an abundance of opportunities for people to come and, and explore what they're interested in. So how that looks right now, <sighs> scheduling more workshops, <laughs> <laughs> Exactly. scheduling more classes, um, you know, I'm available during the week at the Santa Barbara Yoga Center and the Yoga Soup. I'm, I'm teaching 10 regular classes a week and offering up a yoga for diabetes class, which is a free um, uh, class for folks with diabetes. I teach that in Spanish. Um, so I would say just a little bit more abundance of everything that's already available is the vision that I have for for myself and uh my home.
0: Awesome. Well, we'll hold that for you. Thank you. And for our listeners who still would like to get a sense of who you are as a yoga teacher, as you know, we have a national audience, so some people aren't as privileged to be able to be with you on a weekly basis. If you had to both compare or contrast yourself to um, either practices or other teachers with real specificity mm-hmm. as well as define like here's here's what is available in your offering, particularly in your annual retreat.
1: Okay, so will ongoing classes, Well, let's start this way. (laughs) I've taught for many, many years Intro to Yoga. So I love teaching beginners. I love teaching, offering yoga to people who are interested and never done it before. I feel I'm very skilled at being able to communicate and offer a practice that's very basic and covers the fundamentals and is very accessible for people, particularly with injuries and health conditions who may be like, oh, you know, they see the video on the website and they're, they're saying to themselves, I can't do that. I don't want to study with her. I don't want to go to yoga class. I can't do that. And I want to reassure people <laughs> that that there's all levels of yoga I teach. Um, very basic, very basic beginners. Basics of breathing and moving with your breath. Feeling as you're moving and basic alignment in the postures. All the way up to what you see in the video, which is level 2, level 2, 3, more advanced postures, asana practice. Um, as far as mm, I teach both Yin and Yang styles of yoga, so the Yin styles is offered by like Sarah Powers and Paul Grilly Um, Polly Zink. very passive, very um, relaxing sometimes (laughs) very uh, soft style practice where you're tuning into your receptivity and learning how to unwind and let go of tensions both in the body and the mind, and then I also Teach very strong yang style practice which is based loosely on uh, forest yoga style. Anna Forest was my former teacher for, for many years but also study with Sarah Powers and do a lot more as vinyasa flow now in my practice so it moves a little bit quicker um, and, and I guess that's how I would describe Thanks. what I'm offering at this point.
0: Yeah that's really helpful and what about for the space That you're providing when you're in ceremony or in healing circles—that's not necessarily those two practices. Can you share a little bit about um, your history and and kind of what qualifies you to be that person, and how can there be trust that you're capable of holding uh, the intensity of that transformative uh, alchemical space?
1: Sure, Sure. Well, I've been in doing particular this particular ceremony, uh, sweat ceremony for going on 12 years. Um, I initially was invited many years ago to participate in sweat ceremonies on the Shumash Reservation. When I was in college, I was doing a uh, senior thesis about archaeological and cultural resources from indigenous cultures. And the Chumash uh, people here in the Santa Barbara Carpinteria area um, are the local indigenous uh, culture. They have a reservation in San Inez. and so I was doing um, interviews and whatnot and was also invited into ceremony there. That was my my doorway in and then as I started Mm, yoga and looking at yoga as a healing practice and doing therapy and some of these other modalities that are self-inquiry and healing modalities I came back to the ceremony and um, studied with three different teachers and did the ceremony for many years and also did the ceremony what we call poured water for myself for four years just myself and my fire keeper to learn the ceremony from the ceremony so I've learned from the stones and the fire and the actual process of the ceremony before offering offering that up and it was through the requests of other people of asking for this for this work that I began to offer it in that way Um, I had uh, not a lot of resistance i think i felt that i wasn't ready and so i backed off of that and just kept doing my personal work with the ceremony Uh, and then more and more people started asking so (laughs) so then that became you know became more open in what we're offering now does that answer your question it definitely (laughs)
0: answers my question the last question i'm going to ask before we take a break is around this this idea of ceremony and what I what I want our listeners to be able to feel and understand is that what you're doing is not necessarily a um a religious plan you know and and so what I'm thinking is if you take a moment to sort of explain like here's what happens in a ceremony like what a, what an observer would see there's obviously the 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 actual experiencing, which is, uh, almost challenging to recreate if you're not in the middle of the ceremony, mm-hmm. but what it looks like. And I'd love, um, to be able to bring the peace that I've found in understanding and participating in ritual and ceremony over the years in different places and states and realizing that it's, a, a beautiful component of living green and it's, uh, it's a, uh, an enhancement to, uh, things that I've studied or religions that my friends are involved in, or it, uh, there's not necessarily a contradictory element. Mm-hmm. And my concern is there may be people who are listening in other parts of the country where this might seem like a little witchy or a little weird and, um, I just, I think our listeners know I'm from Wisconsin, <laughs> so I always, you know, I took this big trek to California thinking this was all woohoo, crazy land, and I, what I found is it's pretty grounded, and it's a lot like Wisconsin, and the big trees, and canoeing, and it's just a little bit different, so that, that's what I'm looking for.
1: Well, as far as the word ceremony, and what that means to me is that when we're, when we're consciously stepping into with our intention deciding okay today you know is summer solstice and we will be doing ceremony on this day what does that mean to me that means we're honoring the cycles of the earth we're honoring the cycles of our lifetimes we're 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 taking a moment to connect and appreciate and take solace from um, find out, you know, if there's anything here for us as far as questions that we've been asking in our lives, you know, as far as connecting to these natural cycles. Whether that's your cycle of your life, whether that's the cycle of the seasons, whether that's the cycle of the planet. And so all, I think all indigenous cultures, you know, all of us in our past have had methods to do that. Okay. So the method that speaks to me, and that has been important to me in my life, has been sweat ceremony. And sweat ceremony comes from many different places in the world, the Finns, the Swedes, the the Russia, as well as Japan, China, um, as well as North America. And so when we talk about sweat lodge, the word lodge is is a Native American term that means womb. And so in this particular ceremony that we call sweat lodge ceremony or sweat ceremony um, the intention is to go back into the womb and to emerge reborn or renewed and so we're providing that space by literally building a small quote lodge out of willow and covering it with uh, blankets and tarps so that it's completely dark inside and heating up stones who in this Mo- this modality of connecting in ceremony. The stones are our oldest relatives. They've been here the longest and we're calling on them to bring their wisdom and their capacity for healing into the ceremony. We heat those stones up in a fire and then we put them into the lodge and we all go inside and close the door and the ceremony begins and part of the ceremony is sweating, as purification, is renewal. Is having a space to speak your intentions, speak your prayers, you know, to your Creator, however you relate or whatever is authentic to you. So I don't hold a space that's like you have to pray this way, you have to pray to <laughs> and you know, this is how it is. Um, I'm offering a container uh, for the stones and the fire and the elements of the ceremony, and for people to come into that and have an experience um, that is. Meaningful to them. Mm -hmm. Okay. Thank you. Uh Yeah, that's really...
0: That's what what I was looking for people to get a sense of. So we're going to take one last break to thank our sponsors. And when we come back from the break, we'll wrap up talking a little bit about the elements and how they, how they relate to this practice or this understanding of living green. And then hopefully we'll get a special treat from Heather that will give us uh, just a, a little sense of the depth of her offering. So stay tuned. We'll be back after this. Again, this is Heather Tiddens. It's heathertiddensyoga.com. And I'm your host, Meredith Medland. Listen to Beauty Now, the intersection of cosmetic surgery, longevity, and biomedical innovation for confident decisions in preventative aging on personallifemedia.com. Well, thanks for staying with us. I'm glad that you're here. And I'm going to leave Heather to finish out our show today so that we get a sense of that sacred space and a sense of really what's available right here. And um, that whether that's digital or in person, we can still get a sense of these things within our imagination. So Heather, would you be willing to wrap up our show today?
1: Absolutely. And I just would like... um all of us to just wherever we are at this moment listening to close your eyes and close our eyes and take a moment to relax in your seat or relax on the floor if you're outside relaxing on the earth and breathing in and out through your nose and slowly softening and deepening your breath so it's longer and more generous and on the exhale, just exhaling out slowly in a way that calms and soothes your brain especially if you're in front of the computer (laughs) and taking a few slow breaths like this with your eyes closed your hands still and taking a longer inhale And as you exhale, send your awareness, your mindfulness down into your belly. You can even place your hand there on your lower belly, below your navel. And as you inhale, feel your breath pull down in your belly, in the bowl of your pelvis. And as you exhale, just feeling your belly, pull in slightly towards your spine. And on your next inhale, explore taking that inhale down into the pelvic bowl and the bones of your pelvis, your hips, letting the energy, the prana of your breath, wash through your hip joints, wash through the pelvis. And each time you exhale, exhaling out, softening the eyes, the muscles in the face, along the neck and the shoulders. And bring your hands to the middle of your torso, your solar plexus, so just below the breastbone and above the navel, feeling this area of your core. And as you inhale, taking your breath into this part of your torso for all the way around the sides, into the back, just feeling with your hands that your breath is moving you from the inside. Expanding your ribcage in all directions, including the back. And as you exhale again, relaxing the eyes, relaxing the shoulders. Feeling how your breath moves through this part of your core, this part of your torso. Find out if you can get your inhale all the way back into your back ribs, notice if you can feel that, and then bring your hands up to your chest, over your heart, and breathing here in this upper part of your core, inhaling into your heart both the front and the back of your heart between your shoulder blades. Feeling for your breath to inflate and expand all the way around and through your heart. And again, as you exhale, relaxing your eyes, your shoulders, your neck. Feeling your breath wash through your heart. and bring your hands up so that you're resting the heels of your hands in your eyes with your eyes closed just a very gentle pressure with the heels of your hands in your eyes and now taking your inhale and washing that inhale and that pranic energy that vital life force all the way up into your eyes all the way through your brain all the way around to the back of your brain and then as you exhale letting your exhale drain out, wash out any tensions, any contractions or stagnant energy with each inhale bringing in that fresh life force and letting that life force feed and nourish you on that very basic cellular level and with each exhale exhaling out whatever is old used up stagnant just letting that old energy drain out with your exhale so that each breath renews you each breath freshens your energy freshens your body freshens your tissues your organs down to your bones And bring your hands down, take three more breaths, starting your breath, inhaling down into your pelvis as low as you can, and then washing that breath all the way up through you like a wave, all the way up through the crown of your head, and then as you exhale, letting that wave dissipate and drain out back into that ocean of energy that's all around us that we can connect to at any moment inhaling in that vital life force and exhaling back out into that ocean of energy so at any moment during the day that you're feeling disconnected from yourself another the environment around you pause Feel inside, breathe generously, and you will be fed. Matakoyasin. Namaste.
0: You're listening to Living Green. I'm your host, Meredith Medland. And to learn more about Heather Tiddens, go to heathertiddensyoga.com. And for more information about Personal Life Media and other shows on the Personal Life Media Network, go to personallifemedia.com. Find more great shows like this on personallifemedia.com.